Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right, well, just as we're about to get into this next topic, a weird story out of Ottawa. A liberal MP has accused conservative MP of inappropriate, humiliating, and unwanted comments. Sherry Romanado is the liberal MP. James Bazon is the conservative MP. Apparently, this happened last spring. She says, in May, the member publicly made inappropriate, humiliating, and unwanted comments to me that were sexual in nature. These comments have caused me great stress and negatively affected my work environment. Now, apparently, Bazon has apologized for all of this. I just saw. So this is just happening today. Also today, Greg Zahn was fired uh, by Roger Sportsnet. He was involved in the Toronto Blue Jays broadcast for inappropriate uh, comments and behavior in the workplace. He issued an apology today. And it seems, though, it's just we're hearing this day after day after day. Of course, last week it was Matt Lauer. That was the big story. But it just it keeps going and going. So I suppose with, with all of that out there, right, there's a heightened sensitivity about this. I mean, it seems simple enough to me. Just don't be a jerk. Uh, if you don't want people to view you as a, a sexual predator, don't behave like one. Uh, if you don't want to be viewed as someone who's a sexual harasser in the workplace, then don't act that way. Don't say inappropriate things. Don't do inappropriate things. Just don't be a jerk and you'll be okay. Seems simple enough to me. But I, I get the sense that there is a fear out there, though, that people don't want certain things to be construed a certain way. That a comment might be taken the wrong way or a joke might be taken the wrong way. And there's a real fear right now, I sense, that uh, with all of this attention on the issue, nobody wants to be accused of, of anything like that. Uh, and so that's something that our next guest is trying to zero in on to ensure that we don't end up having the, the genders segregating themselves in the workplace, that we can still have men and women working together without these issues arising. Uh, Christine Hart is a Calgary-based uh, communications consultant uh, focused on what she calls gender intelligence. ChristineHartCoaching.com is her website. So, Christine, welcome to the program. And I'm curious whether this is something you're hearing too, that there's a growing level out there of, of fear and, and even discomfort in, in the workplace. Yeah, there's lots going on right now. There's so many different factors and I can I can speak to a lot of them. But what I did find, I was a speaker at the Men and Masculinity Summit in Toronto recently. And um, what I did hear both before and after the co- conference is just this general fear. These, you know, good intentioned men that are seeing these ill intentioned men in the media and afraid they're fearing that the two are going to be confused. And so in some cases, men are pulling back from mentoring young women or accepting one-on-one meetings with young women uh, or women of all ages, of course. Um, It's this general fear or even recently I was speaking to um, an HR professional and she was saying for the first time, 
you know, if there's a workplace romance and there's a breakup, they're wanting everything to go on record. You know, that this is an amicable breakup, that here's here's texts, here's emails, here's everything. Wow. Um, and, and she's never seen it this way. And so I think good intention men are going over and beyond, or they're looking for tools to help make a better workplace. Well, and I mean, that makes sense at some level. But then again, I mean, when you look at some of the stories that have been in the news and just the, the awful, egregious behavior by, by some of these individuals, I mean, it seems pretty obvious how men should behave. Just just don't be a jerk. Don't be an awful person. Uh, is, yeah. is that enough of a, of a working uh, set of guidelines? Well, the way I see it is what's going on in the media is representing 1% of men. And they are, um, you know, perhaps in a lot of cases, unhealthy men. And so what I want to, you know, help the other 99% is that don't be, you know, don't be afraid. Um, And so I've developed language around that because I believe that change is really going to come from men and women working in partnership. And so that's kind of the unique voice that I'm putting out there is that we can't create an us versus them. We know that everybody is pretty aware of sexual harassment and sexual abuse and what that is. Like, I think it's common sense. You know, your listeners, the men across the globe, common sense what um, sexual harassment and sexual abuse in the workplace is. But still, we need to make clear, okay, this is all coming up. What can we do to make things better? And so, as I say, I want to give more tools and resources. And so if we're working in partnership with men in order to silence this, these voices and behavior of these other men, you know, one of them is getting better at, in your outside voice, saying that's not cool. Mm-hmm. When you notice something kind of minor that you might see as minor, you might assume that the woman, you know, she's got it handled, but just being okay with saying that's not cool. Or in other cases, using the word inappropriate, period. Not inappropriate, step into my office, let's talk about this right now. Inappropriate, period, moving on. So that's what, you know, I was talking about at the summit and before and after is that you can have that time or have those tools in order to kind of stop in the track something a lot earlier on saying, I see you. You know, man to man, I see you. That's not cool. Don't do it again. Inappropriate. But is there a fear uh, that, that exists that, that certain things are, are going to be taken a certain way, whether it be jokes or compliments that maybe men are comfortable making around other men, uh, but there's just kind of a fear now of, of saying any of that around female colleagues? Yeah, there's definitely a fear. I mean, I've been hearing from both men and women the jokes that, like they're joking around in the lunchroom or, you know, coffee break or something. And they're assuming everybody's on the same page and everybody's having a good time. For the most part, a lot of the times it is, you know, you mm-hmm. have trust in your work relationships. But the fear now is that someone's going to get a call after they go back to their desk and called into HR. And so we just need to get more clear. Like we need to rely on people's common sense, right? Like, just be common sense, you know, use common sense about it. But then also, you know, just a little bit more of think before you speak. 
right? right. Don't yeah. use fear, but just think before you speak. Would I say this to my sister? Would I say this to my mother's friend? Would I, you know, and even though things are going on, you can still be joking around, but just being a little more cognizant of not building this greater gender divide. Right, you know, yeah, because and, if, if, if somebody yeah. says something horribly offensive, it's not enough of a defense to say, oh, my, my joke was misconstrued. I mean, if, if it was horribly offensive, then that's, that's the issue, not whether someone didn't take the joke. Yeah, exactly. And I really, you know, it's important that during these times that we're working, we're working together as men and women. You know, as I say, we can't be creating this it's all men's problem or it's all women's problem or it's all like, okay, let's come together. Let's create a solution. So that's why I teach a lot on gender intelligence, because I believe that if you have a better understanding of the opposite sex, you're less likely to mistreat or objectify. It goes both ways. I mean, this is a, this, yeah, it's a larger discussion, but. Well, yeah. And I mean, at the same time, I, I think we want workplaces to, to, to take this seriously when it happens. I mean, one of the disturbing elements of so many of these stories uh, seems to be the fact that, that women felt as though they had nowhere to go or that their complaints weren't being taken seriously or that the company is more interested in their reputation than, than helping people in the workplace. And, and that's a serious problem. Yeah, that is. And we need to do a better job of making it safe for women to come forward. And that's the thing I want to be clear on this. It's really important that um, that women continue to come forward and men as well, right? Continue to come forward with what is going on because I believe, you know, something that's occurred to me is if we if we suppress our emotions, it creates it can create disease in our body. And if we suppress our voices, it creates disease in society. And I really believe that. So but with these coming forward, it can't be, we need to be looking at a solution. And so I think it's women aligning with good men who want to see women rise. Yeah. And that's why so many men are putting their hand up saying, I don't like what's going on. I think these guys are jerks, but I don't want to be lumped in that pile, you know, with these guys. And I want to know what I can help, you know, or how I can help and how I can be more of a leader in the workplace. And that's specifically what I'm I'm helping with, is creating that conversation. And and I think you know it's it's having specific tools. There's a desire to be part of the solution coming from men, and it's it's access to better tools and communication and and working together. So, you know, continue voices continue to come forward. This is so important, but that we're also solution focused. Right. And, and gender segregation in the workplace is, is not a solution. No, gosh. No, we can't create a, a bigger divide. We can't create an us versus them. We can't have these, you know, side conversations where women are this way and men are that way. We need to be having, you know, co-ed conversations. How can we understand each other better, right? Yeah. And how, how can we work better together? And this is work that I've done for a long time with with couples, and just in the last couple years, I'm bringing it into the workplace because I see the same misunderstandings in the workplace as in, you know, in personal relationships. And so I believe this is part of the solution. We still have to remember that that 1% of men, you know, that it's just we've got to be careful that that doesn't overshadow the good men. 
right, that, yeah. are, that are mad about it, too. Absolutely. Well said, Christine. Uh, we'll leave it there for now. Much more is mentioned at christineheartcoaching.com. Thanks so much for uh, your insight here and make some time for us. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. There you go. Christine Hart, Calgary-based speaker and educator. Some interesting points from her. Uh, when we come back and hear from a local filmmaker who's uh, basing a story around uh, certainly a period in time that we're all very familiar with, uh, a story set in the uh, economic downturn in Alberta in 2015, in particular, uh, the labor turmoil, the job losses in the oil and gas sector. We'll get into that in a few minutes uh, because I think there are a lot of stories to tell. Stay with us. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.